Thank you, Bells, and thank you, Trina, for leading our group this morning. Church of the Warm Heart, good morning. morning. Great to have you on this beautiful October day. My name is Michael Beneshek. I'm one of your Warm Heart pastors. It is a blessing and a joy to have you in worship with us today. If you are joining us online, coast to coast, I know we've got people uh, joining us today. Welcome wherever you may be. We, We pray that you find a blessing in today's service, for we are certainly blessed to have you here this morning. If this is your first time here, uh, welcome. Uh, We have a welcome bag for you that we'd like to present. It's just got some information about our church, and it's got a couple goodies as well. Uh, Lisa will try to find you. Lisa's walking around. She's sharking around right now, looking for new members. Uh, Shark week here at (laughs) Meridian United Methodist Church. Thank you. Thank you for being with us. Uh, there's a lot of announces, announcements this morning, so, so buckle up and, and get ready. Uh, there was a lot of activity here yesterday. We had Oktoberfest right out. How many churches you know have a beer garden right outside their doors? <laughs> yeah, well, why, why, why don't they keep it till Sunday? I don't know. Uh, but maybe you noticed parking or maybe you noticed a lot of outhouses. It's just, it was a lot of fun. And uh, if you were down there, I, I, I hope you had a good time. We had a funeral here yesterday. I know. Uh, Charles Kipper, who passed away, he, he lived about a block down, not really connected to our church, but due to proximity and, and some other connections, we were able to have his service here. So we're doing the service. It's 3.30 in the afternoon, and the polka band literally is on the other side of this wall. And we're doing this, and and I'm trying to, we're trying to do a funeral over, bring out the barrel, and I look at the guy who was organizing it, the family member, and he looked, Charles would love this, like, all right. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of stuff going on, I'll I'll shut the announcement short on my side, but, but we have a worship leader, and I invite him to come on up and share a few words. Good to see everybody's smiling faces, mostly. Smiling faces. What's wrong, Don? Well, my, uh, I was hoping to say that Texas A&M defeated Alabama yesterday, but it didn't happen. But the Broncos came back last night and won. <laughs> Idaho won. College of Idaho won. Nebraska won. Miracle of miracles. So. <laughs> All right, let's talk about announcements. Uh, the announcements on the back of the bulletin... Uh, the only thing I really want to talk about is to say that, uh, look at those and participate as much as you can. Would like to mention that the All Church Bazaar is coming up November the 4th. We all need to pray about that. And the attendance pads are at the end of the uh, aisle, so fill those out, pass them down, pass them back. Makes it easier for the ushers to pick them up at the end of the service. So, we got a long service today, so uh, I'm going to sit down and shut up. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Brisker. I, I, I see a frown over here, and I see a smile over here for Alabama. I don't know how to keep you guys separated. He Malia, he did he call you? Oh, sweet. Everyone say hi, Malia. Hi. So for those who don't know me, I am the new children's minister. Um, sorry, I'm not very good at public speaking, so... Anyways, our fall festival is right around the corner. It's coming up on Friday, October 27th from 6 to 8, and it'll be in the FLC. We're going to transform it to a fun carnival for all ages. There's going to be games, prizes, a cakewalk, and it wouldn't be a Methodist event if we didn't have food. So there's going to be food there, too. 
Um, we do need help in making it a fun-filled evening, so I do have a sign-up sheet out in the narthex on the counter. Please look it over, see if there's anything that jumps out, speaks to you. We would love to have your help. Um, also, can I please get all the kiddos after the meet and greet or during meet and greet to meet me in the narthex so that way we can get ready for our fun children's time event. So that's it. Thank you, Malia. And Margaret is in the wings waiting. Come on down. It is, it, it sounds, I, I feel weird saying this. It's Pastor Appreciation Month, but what? <laughs> sounds weird. That's why Margaret's coming up, Staff Parish Relations Committee, but we're not doing just Pastor Appreciation. We're doing all staff appreciation for a church like ours. We are, and can I actually get all of the supporting staff, the office staff, all the ministry staff to stand up? These flowers are for you guys to put in your office or to divvy up whatever you want. Um, But we also have cake and appreciation. We really do appreciate everything that you do for this church, all of you. And we know that we wouldn't be successful without everybody helping from the the office staff to the ministry staff always taking care of us. And then, of course, Pastor Mike. So, and Pastor Jen, who I did not see here. But uh, thank everybody for, you know, thank you all for everything that you do. Thank you. Perfect place. One more, and then we're good. Okay? One more. But it could be a long one. We have, we have Chief Tracy here. I'm, I'm not going to say his last name because it might be a misdemeanor if I mispronounce it. And it's a big one. Uh, uh, there, we're, we're having a Faith in Blue event, Faith in, Faith in Blue. Uh, he's going to share a little bit about what they do and, and public safety for, for us to know about. Uh, whatever time he takes, I will take off the sermon so you can go as long as you want, and they will be happy. <laughs> can you please welcome Chief Tracy? Thank you. I won't take long. I'm not a politician, so I'm not running for office anymore. <laughs> But I do want to say uh, thank you to everybody for having us here. I am Chief Tracy Bastarachea. That's why he didn't want to say my last name, because it does sound like you may be swearing at your neighbor. So Chief Tracy works just fine. A little bit about uh, the Meridian Police Department and um, our reliance, actually, on the faith community. I think that as, as quickly as Meridian has grown, um, as large as we're getting, we don't have a lot of those big town problems. And that truly is because we are a very, very strong faith-based community in Meridian. And over the years when things have, uh, we haven't had such a great reputation for law enforcement or, or law enforcement has been very criticized across the country, we've been very fortunate in Meridian because it always seems that whenever there's anything controversial going on, it truly is the faith-based community that comes to, uh, to defend us and shows up at the police department uh, just to say thank you, and you cannot believe how far that goes with our officers. We have officers that have moved here from all over the country, and they're always amazed uh, when they get here, and uh, people wave at them with all of their fingers, their entire hand, <laughs> and 
And they're amazed when they go to lunch somewhere, go to a dinner break somewhere, and somebody has picked up the tab for them. Um, I, I always hear officers telling me, we're waiting for the other shoe to drop. It can't be that nice here. But it truly is that nice here, and we have all of you to thank for that. And so um, the only other thing I will say is, uh, you know, when we looked at leadership, I, I'm, a, I'm a big uh, study of leaders and leadership, and I like to read books on leadership and have those discussions with other uh, police leaders, other governmental leaders on uh, what books they're reading and what they're looking at. And I mentioned this at the, the uh, faith leaders luncheon the other day, but the one book that is never mentioned uh, when I have these conversations is the Bible. And it amazes me. And there's, there's a, uh, from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians, I think this really does define leadership better than anything. And it's, he says, do nothing out of selfishness or out of vain glory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. Each looking out, not for his own interests, but also for those of others. And I think that truly is the definition of leadership. It is serving the community um, that you're leading. It's serving those around you. And that includes the people that we take to jail. I think one thing that I'm very, very proud of, and we've hired um, detention deputies that have come from the jail, and they've told me that the reason that they chose Meridian was our officers receive more handshakes than any department uh, from the people that they've taken there as they're, they're walking out. And I think that says everything about the people that we're hiring and our expectations. Our expectations are truly, you will treat everybody with the respect and dignity that they deserve in their worst moment. And normally when we're called and we're dealing with people, it is during their worst mom moment. And so I'm very, very proud of that uh, reputation that we have in, in the the community and throughout the state and throughout law enforcement that we still enforce the little things, but we will treat you with the respect and dignity that you deserve every time we interact with you. So thank you for having me and thank you for putting on uh, the Faith in Blue event this weekend. I know uh, Chief Tracy here has a couple of his staff. If you are currently in law enforcement with Meridian, could you stand and, and just so we could recognize you as well? And just curious, who in our congregation has served in law enforcement in the past? I'm just curious. Stand, stand up for us as well. No, we got a couple. All right. With that, let's take a few moments, greet those around us in Christian love, and then remain standing for the opening hymns.
standing and joined with me in our affirmation of faith. You can find it in the hymnal on 888 or it'll be on the screen. This is the good news which we have received, in which we stand, and by which we are saved. Christ died for our sins, was buried, was raised on the third day, and appeared first to the women, then to Peter and the twelve, and then to many faithful witnesses. We believe Jesus is the Christ, the anointed one of God, the firstborn of all creation, the firstborn from the dead, in whom all things hold together, in whom the fullness of God was pleased to dwell by the power of the Spirit. Christ is the head of the body, the church, and by the blood of the cross, reconcile all things to God. Amen. Please be seated. We have our children's moment, but uh, there's, it's a little different today. Can I hear a gasp? It's different. I don't know what they're planning. I haven't seen it, but I hope we enjoy it. The, uh, we're doing a Wizard of Oz series for our sermons, and this is the Wizard of Eyes. Okay. Jesus and his disciples traveled through the village of Bethsaida. They played marching games to make the trip go more quickly. Jesus had everyone walk in place to get them in step. Then he had them do about face. Then he had them do left face. Then he had them do right flank. Then he had them point to the sky. He had them look to the ground. Then he had them do the hokey pokey and they turned themselves around. Then he said, forward, march. Left, 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 right, left. Once he had them marching together, Jesus shouted out in cadence rhythm, I don't know, but people say. And the disciples repeated, I don't know, but people say. And Jesus said, I was born on Christmas Day. And disciples said, he was born on Christmas Day. But as they neared the center of town, they encountered four people traveling together arm in arm. One of them said, I'm Scarecrow, and I need a brain. The second one said, I am Tin Man, and tin hasn't even been invented yet. (laughs) The third said, I am Lion King, and I need a movie deal with Disney. The fourth man was blind, and he simply kept clicking his heels together and saying, there's no place like Basidia. There's no place like Basidia. Immediately, the scarecrow, the tin man, and the lion king all fell to Jesus' feet, begging him to heal their blind friend. They fell to their feet. They began to chant together, lean to the left, lean to the right, stand up, sit down, give him sight. They chanted this for almost a full 30 seconds, at which point Jesus said, silence. The audience applauded wildly. 
to lighten the scene and put the blind man at ease, Jesus held out three fingers to the blind man and said, How many fingers do you see? The disciples and the blind man's traveling companions roared with laughter. The blind man said, All I know is we're not in Bethsaida anymore, and he knelt before Jesus. While the blind man's three traveling companions hummed, the infamous Somewhere Over the Rainbow, Hum Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Jesus leaned right into the blind man's face. He clapped his hands twice, looked in the direction of heaven, clapped twice again, and then touched the blind man's face. But the blind man still couldn't see. So while the traveling companions and the disciples still hummed somewhere over the rainbow, Jesus held out his hand for complete silence. All eyes focused on him as he worked up a mouthful of saliva. (laughs) The townspeople thought he was getting ready to whistle a hymn or something. But instead, Jesus spit in one of his hands. The crowd went wild with approval. Jesus held up his clean hand to silence the crowd. And with the other hand, he touched the blind man's eyes. The crowd groaned and yelled, gross. But Jesus quieted the crowd and quickly asked the man, can you see now? The man looked towards Jesus and said, if I say no, will you put spit in my eyes again? (laughs) But he added, I see men that look like trees walking around. However, this was just the disciples, the scarecrow, the lion king, and the tin man pretending all to be trees. Jesus spit on his hand again and touched the blind man's eyes. This time, just to make sure his hearing was okay, Jesus also spit on his finger and put the blind man's ear. He also coughed on the man's kneecap and burped on the man's wrist. (laughs) The man opened his eyes and started yelling, I can see, I can see, I can see. The scarecrow, the Lion King, and the Tin Man began to cheer. Cheer! They all came together for a group hug and high fives and gave thanks to the Lord for his mighty work. The end. Off to Sunday school. Thank you for that. A lot of liberties with scripture, but the spit was true. That one's in there, if you can believe that. I think we get blessed by the choir. Thanks, Malia.
you, choir. Thank you, Trina. Uh, Trina Moore is uh, guiding our bells and our choir this morning. Debbie Jones is out of town for a, f- for a funeral this, uh, this weekend. Uh, our prayers are with her. If you're watching, Debbie, uh, our, our thoughts and prayers are with you this morning. Pastor Jen is also out this morning. She usually gives our pastoral prayer if I'm preaching. Uh, there's sickness in her home. And we, uh, if you're watching, uh, Pastor Jen, prayers. Also for your family and healing mercies. What are we praying for this morning? This is a time where you can share your prayers to your friend, to your neighbor. You can share it in your heart or you can shout it to your rafters. What are the prayers of our church family today? God of mercy, God of compassion, of grace, of reconciliation, pour pour out your spirit upon those gathered here. May we live a life that is pleasing in your sight. Heal our relationships. Help us to be a blessing to the lost, to the lonely, to, to the unlovable. For Lord, there are days that those folk are us. We ask your, your blessings upon Upon the, uh, the, the men and women in blue this morning, thank you for their dedication to serve and protect. Let us protect them with our prayers. Let us help them by being responsible citizens. Let us support them by, by paying our taxes. Let us bless them as they bless us. Lord, as we ponder on the news, we ask that you bring protection and care upon all your children in the Middle East. Jews, Muslims, Christians, Palestinians, Israelis. Let hatred be turned into love. Fear to trust, despair to hope, oppression to freedom, occupation to liberation. And that soon these violent encounters may be replaced by loving embraces. God, I, I say this prayer and it might take a miracle for these groups to get along, but, but Lord, you are in the miracle business. We ask these things in the name of the Prince of Peace who taught us how to pray by sharing in these words together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who gather us against us. Not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As willing and able, let's stand for our next hymn, Spirit of the Living God.
Our scripture lesson this morning comes from both the Old and the New Testament. From the Old Testament, 1 Chronicles, I'll read two verses from the 28th chapter, verse 9 and verse 20. You can follow along on the screen. And you, my son Solomon, acknowledge the God of your father and serve him with wholehearted devotion and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches every heart and understands every desire and every thought. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will reject you forever. David also said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do the work. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord God, my God, is with you. He will not fail you or forsake you until all the work for the service of the temple of the Lord is finished. And in the New Testament from the Gospel of Luke, the 15th chapter, verses 11 through 32, a very familiar passage. This is the story of the prodigal son. Jesus continued, There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the young, younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his field to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have food to spare, and here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he gave up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick! Bring me the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fatted calf and kill it. Let's have a feast to celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field. When he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fatted calf because he has made, he has come back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and have never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fatted calf for him. My son, the father said, 
you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. May God add his blessing to the reading of his holy word. Thank you, Don. So like I shared, we are in a sermon series based loosely on the Wizard of Oz. Uh, King David, at the end of his life, gave a charge to his son Solomon. Serve the Lord with a willing mind, wholehearted devotion, and be courageous. Sound familiar? Uh, Last week was Scarecrow, uh, the farming community. Uh, Now we're on the Tin Man, more of the industrial uh, factory worker kind kind of folk. Uh, when he wrote this in 1900, that's, that, was, that was the fight that was going on. Are we going to be a country of, of agriculture? Are we going to be a country of industrial? And uh, that, that's, that's where uh, uh, he, he got these characters. And I, and I like the Tin Man. Of all of Dorothy's friends, I, I thought the Tin Woodsman, as described in, in Frank Baum's The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, and proclaimed, proclaimed in the uh, 1939 movie, he was like the most fascinating character. You know, the scarecrow needed brains. The lion needed, needed courage. But the tin man, I think, had it right. We need a heart. The ability to love. And that's what makes life worthwhile. The tin man himself in the, in the book says this. I shall take the heart, for brains do not make one happy. And happiness is the best thing in the world. But somewhere in the back of my mind, with all this love and all this heart and all the, the, the joy fest going on, I have, I have it in the back of my mind that, that we should get what we deserve. We should get what we deserve. A good person is rewarded with good things, and a bad person is rewarded with bad I'm not picking on this side and this side. Good people, <laughs> bad people. But there's karma out there in the world, right? An eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. We're concerned about what we deserve. Whether it's good customer service, praise, adoration, a promotion. And we kind of think our character should be a guide as to whether we are rewarded or punished. But what did Don read for us this morning? The un- Half the New Testament he felt like he read, didn't he? It was a long one. But the unjust brother gets rewarded, and the just brother gets nothing. We are concerned about the types of influences that reach our children's ears and minds, and and what kind of message does this story give to our children? Please, go off. Do anything you like. Do whatever, and don't worry. When you're done, just come back, and everything will be okay. And I got to say, no, I don't like this story at all. Because I don't think that's how the way the world should work. It's not the message we want to share. Maybe this should be part of the band section of the book of the Bible. I, don't, don't share the story. The younger son took his inheritance. For a younger son of two, back in those days, the, uh, out of two kids, uh, the older brother would typically get two-thirds and the younger one would get one-third. That was how they divided up the inheritance. But he asked for it early. Can I get my share now? And he got it, and he skipped town, went to a place where he spent his entire fortune on wild living. Use your imagination what that means. Do we have any towns or cities in America where that could take place? (laughs) Give me one. I'm just kidding. 
Oh, Las Vegas. I, you, you only know by, by reading about it, right? Yeah. We, we spent, my wife, my wife I, I can tell the story. My wife's coming, she's coming to the second service. Uh, my 30th birthday, we were in Vegas. We told, her, we told her friends, hey, we're going to Vegas. We told the church people we're going to the Grand Canyon, and both were true. Uh, but we, we, my 30th birthday was in Vegas. We didn't have kids yet or anything. And, uh, and the, the phrase just came out. What happens in Vegas? So I told my wife, it's my birthday. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. She said, yes, if anything happens in Vegas, you are staying in Vegas. <laughs> So this guy wastes all his money, and when a time of need, need came, he had nothing to support himself with. So he got a job where he can get a job. And for, for him in this country, it was, it was with the pigs. Now, it might not seem like such a bad job working with the other white meat, but uh, my, my family, we raised pigs long ago. It wasn't that bad. They, they, they do stink, and so you got to go downwind. Um, but to someone of the Jewish heritage... This is the lowest of the low. Pigs are unclean food. Jews don't eat pigs. Jews don't touch pigs. Jews don't even want to see pigs. And so here's our hero feeding pigs, helping to grow the pigs, make new pigs. This is not a good scenario for him. Here he is slopping with the hogs, and he wishes he had as good as food as what he's feeding to the pigs. And it reckons on him that in his father's Home, the one he abandoned, even the servants had good food. So he decides to go home, beg for forgiveness. And it's not because he has a, he has a good heart. It's because he's, he's tired of playing with the pigs. So even in his coming home, it's still kind of out of a selfish ambition. So he prepares that speech of confession. But on the journey home, the dad is looking out. And we could just see dad always looking out on the horizon. Is my kid ever coming home? And he sees him from a long way off. And the father runs to his child. They celebrate his return. And the the son, the one who blew the inheritance and abandons the family, he gets the fatted calf. And he gets the rings. Give him a ring, a ring, a sign of authority. You know, kiss the ring, right? And the father lavishes over the son and celebrates his return. And I got to think about the older son because I, that's me in my head. The older son, out, uh, the one who worked day in and day out without complaint, without trouble. The one who always did good, never did anything wrong. What was his reward? He sees his younger brother, the one who, who slept with the pigs and blew the family fortune. He gets more stuff. The older son got nothing, not even a small goat. To celebrate with his friends. The, north, the, the, uh, the, the, the older son comes in from the North 40 on his John B. Uh, Deer tractor all day working in the 100 degree sun. Putting forth the sweat, a little bit of blood. And, he, and they find, he finds the party. If I were the older brother, I'd be furious. This is not fair. Sound familiar in your life? The reason the story bothers me so much is because somewhere between home and school and church or wherever, somewhere I was taught that good things happen to good people, bad things happen to bad people. And if you do bad things, there are consequences. If you do good things, you're going to be rewarded. 
Whatever happened to you reap what you sow? In our story this morning, good things come to the bad people. While the good people just have to grin and bear it. It's not fair. Life's not fair. My dad used to say, where is it written, life's fair? We have an unfair God. We have a God that rewards the wrong people and lets the good people watch in misery. We have an unfair God. Unfair God. Can I hear a gasp? Yeah, where's the pastor going with this? Because all, all my life I've learned that God is fair. God is just. And in the story, I feel like God's being unfair. We have a God that could forgive anything. We have a God that could forgive anybody. I thought God was a God of justice. And then I became a parent. And that will change a little bit of how you see the world. Have you ever been asked by your son or daughter, Mommy, Daddy, who do you love more? You ever, you ever get asked that question? Have you ever asked that question? I'm sure some of you have been asked. I'm sure most, some of you have asked that question. I, I, I know I have. I, I asked the question to my parents because I thought I knew the answer. Mom, uh, who do you love more, me or Dan? Dan, if you're watching this, turn it off right now. Me or Dan? I'm going to see him next week. We're going to go golfing. Uh, And you know what? The response is always the same. And moms always say, I love you. You knew this. That's not Bible, but it's just parenting 101, right? I love you both the same. Cop out answer. And I've given that same answer, too, to my kids. But Dan, he's the one who spilled the green iced tea. He put food coloring in the iced tea, and he spilled it on your new carpet at 3 o'clock in the morning. Dan, the one, the one who glued the cat to the floor. <laughs> you love us both the same. Dan, the one who burned down Dad's boss's ranch. I'm not making these examples up. <laughs> these happen. You love us both the same. How is that possible? And then I had kids. And they're all different. Which is good because if they're the same, then some of them are unnecessary. But it's <laughs> different. I got to I got a good friend who's at the penitentiary. Uh, He's now giving tours, but he was an inmate. High on cocaine at the age of 18, he killed his parents. Yeah. He spent uh, 20 years uh, in their model citizen. It was the drugs that got him. Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Um, He got a job. uh, Somehow he got a job working for the governor's mansion, giving tours. Someone asked him, how did you get this job? He said, I went through a lot of trouble to get this job. (laughs) He's out now. He's going to be on probation for the rest of his life. Uh, And he's always got to wear his little thing. And he's he's now in his mid-50s. At my last church, he was our head usher. 
And if I had Steve right here next to me, uh, Steve from the penitentiary, and min, min, Minister Mike, and we, if we stood before the, the, the eyes of God and said, who do you love more, the convict or the preacher? I love you both the same. And you know what? I'm glad that God is an unjust God. I'm glad that God's not fair about who gets God's love and forgiveness. And you want to know why? Because a God who is concerned about who gets this and who gets that cannot be a God of love, cannot be a God of mercy, cannot be a God of forgiveness, cannot be a God of compassion, cannot be a God of love, because love overlooks so much. A God of justice is powerless to offer love and forgiveness. We all need Christ. And when I ask that question, Mom, Dad, who do you love more? God, who do you love more? I am standing in my own righteousness. And righteousness sometimes stinks like pigs. Self-righteousness. So this week, I want to ask you this. Are you the lost son? Do you need to ask forgiveness from someone where you hurt someone? Did you make someone feel inferior? Did you spread lies or rumors? Was there a fight in the car on the way to church this morning? I've had that. I'm the pastor, and I'm preaching about love and forgiveness going, oh, I, I got I to gotta, I gotta say I'm sorry on my way home. Seek forgiveness for those you hurt. Or are you the older sibling? Do you need to give someone forgiveness this week? Are you still holding on that grudge? Is resentment or pain uh, building within you without the opportunity for release? There will be hurt and pain and anger in your relationships until you offer forgiveness. Forgive those who seek your forgiveness. Can I tell you a secret? Did you know that the word prodigal is not in the Bible? It's not in the Bible. Nowhere in there is the word prodigal. We put that name on the story itself. The prodigal son. It doesn't say which son is the prodigal. We always assume it's the one who is lost. That's probably true. But there are days when I'm the older boy... And I'm the one with my anger or my resentment or my self-righteousness. Then I'm the one that's truly lost. There are days that I am like the tin man where I have no heart. I'm a judgy, spiteful, cranky old pastor who rails on the sins of the world. Yeah, there I am. Of course, the irony, the irony of the journey to Oz is that the tin man proves again and again that not only does he have the capacity to love, but he is the most loving of all the companions. In the original book, he is constantly at risk of rusting because of his great compassion, and he cries and he rusts, and they got to oil the, guy, oil the guy back up. In the movie, they didn't use oil because oil didn't look good on the, on the screen. They had to use chocolate syrup, so they used chocolate syrup Of all the characters, it was the tin man who put his life on the line again and again for those who he loved. You cannot serve if you don't love. 
You cannot protect if you don't love. You can't preach if you don't love. It's hard to be a parent or a teacher if you don't love. May your heart reflect the, the, the heart of God. I once prayed for justice. And then I remembered myself and I prayed for mercy. I'm glad God is an unjust God. I'm glad God is a God of mercy and forgiveness. That is a God I could believe in. And the family of God said, Amen. Amen. We are a church that cares and loves for our community. Uh, As we come to the offertory, I'm going to ask Jason to come on up. Jason Moppin. Jason is uh, working with CropWalk. He is, are, are you the chair or the, you're the treasurer? You're the treasurer of Ada County uh, CropWalk. Can you all say hi, Jason? Good morning. Uh, so I am up here to remind you that CropWalk is next Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's our opportunity to join with churches from around the valley uh, to bring awareness to hunger and to raise funds for the fight against hunger, both locally and around the world. Um, 25% of the funds raised stay with the Idaho Food Bank, and the rest go out to uh, organizations around the world that help with uh, getting people the tools and the resources to sustain themselves and to you know, teach them to grow crops and all of that sort of thing. Um, so the three things that you can do, there's actually a fourth one, but we have enough volunteers now. So we need people to walk. Uh, See Lisa. Uh, There's a three-mile route and a one-mile route. If walking is not your thing, there's another great opportunity. You can donate. So we're looking for uh, uh, people to uh, go online or to see Lisa, and you can hand her a check, give her cash. It can be $10, $20, whatever you're able to. Um, The goal of the walk this year is $30,000. Uh, And again, it's not just us doing this, it's all of these other churches, but um, I I strongly encourage you, if you can, to to donate. The other thing is, pray for the walkers, pray for those who have worked really hard to put this event on, pray for good weather for the walkers, and most importantly, pray that those funds that are being raised get to the people that that need it most. Thank you. Jason. Let us receive the warm heart offering.
I, Katrina, and Emma Jean. I see the offertory is almost there. It's almost there. But as the offertory gets finished, let us stand and sing our doxology. gifts, one spirit, verses one, two, and three.
you'll join us at our Family Life Center that's outside these doors, across the alley, into that room where you can continue to uh, get to know the people around you. There's, there's, there's coffee, there's snacks, Mary brought cookies. I know there's a, a sheet cake for staff appreciation. That all goes out to you. Uh, we don't get cake. You all get the cake. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you walk out there, there might be a police car. Uh, for If you want to take a look through uh, for the kids, kids at heart could also take a look and, and see what's all in that thing. Uh, someone caught me uh, before the service and said, I've never seen the front side of a police car, like the front side. <laughs> Go ahead, check it out. Uh, they also have a, a little booth over there that has some information about what they're doing in Meridian. Uh, once more, Chief Tracy, thank you for joining us today. Can you sit with May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. That as we celebrate the, the, the changing of the seasons for, for walking and for food being distributed, may God's love, blessings, and peace go with you all. Amen. Amen.